0: Listeners are advised, this podcast contains coarse language, themes of an adult nature, and inappropriate thoughts about boy bands. And inappropriate thoughts by boy bands, motherfucker.
1: Hi guys,
0: this is Amy, (laughs) Zoe and Elvis. Oh, I bet I'm (laughs) distorted, look. (laughs) Hi. Good afternoon and welcome to I'm With The Boy Band. Oh, that was professional. Yes. What have you been up to, Amy Long?
1: I went to see take that last night at the Royal Albert Hall
0: oh excellent how was it what do they play oh I... <laughs> songs
1: <laughs> look we've recall we're recording this a few days before that so
0: and amy pointed out oh you have to ask me how take that was last night and i was like yeah cause, all right <laughs> yeah i
1: confused zoe because she was like but your tour doesn't start till the 12th of april this is going out before then but we've got a sneaky little gig before then so at the apple
0: hall which is an awesome venue Mm. I absolutely love the Albert Hall yeah it's great Um, I'm very excited are they doing or do we know do we not know the tour show is it will it be what they do on tour or will it be a pared down version
1: they are in rehearsals at the moment for Odyssey the tour so I would anticipate there being elements
0: of that but they don't want to like give it away before opening night do they well it won't be the same stage production will it you can't put a stadium production into the Albert Hall no The thing about the Albert Hall is its acoustics. That's what's so amazing about it.
1: I've been there a couple of times before. I think once was to see Gary and once I was there as a guest. Oh, of Albert? No. Oh. It was a Peter Andre gig. (laughs) I was a guest of his support act. So I didn't actually stay for Peter Andre. I saw him do, I think, maybe three or four songs and then left. He's got more than three or four songs. He did covers. But I was like, "Oh, let's see what the next song is and then maybe I'll go. And he sang Happy by Pharrell. And Happy by Pharrell is like, come on, Eileen. When you hear that song, it's time to go home. (laughs) I hate Happy. Happy by Pharrell. (laughs) makes me really unhappy is that the
0: makes because me... of oh, yes okay
1: that's the one so time for me to go home <laughs> yep <laughs> goodbye thank you for coming and we'll
0: speak to you next week um, other boy band news um, anyone did a whole load of new gigs how did we get on we getting tickets this time around
1: we didn't try we're not going to lie <laughs> we decided we didn't want to go
0: they've sold out two nights um, and they sold out there? third night at Islington oh really it is a really tiny venue though not massively no that's impressive. true
1: yeah, if they'd sold out three nights at the O2, I would have been... The, the actual, actual O2. <laughs> yeah. the I would have been in The O2 is so, <laughs> okay. We got a like on Twitter from our friend Lance.
0: At Lance Bass. Mm-hmm. Of uh, NSYNC fame.
1: We would he, like him to. I...
0: Have... Amy screenshotted it to me and sent me the screenshot of Lance Bass liking our tweet. And I got so excited and didn't pay attention that I thought Lance Bass had followed us. Mm. So I went all completely fangirly. Mm. I was like, I'm going to DM him, I'm going to DM him. And I went to dm him and then came back and went oh
1: <laughs> but still it was a like it's yeah. good we had a like from the actual jacob underwood as well from Town yes so we're, we're doing all right with our boy band connections how's that nine one one date coming up
0: i'll get back to you <laughs> um we're trying to we are trying we're trying to figure the date out so although they have announced some new buttons gigs I oh, believe. have they yes. oh, yeah okay. We'll have to see if we can squeeze (laughs) it in. Butlins at Bognor is just... I used to go there as a kid. Was it you I was sending all the pictures of me at Butlins? No, you just told me that you had been. So we always used to go over They used to do this, like, a single parents weekend thing, which was slightly cheaper for single parents to take their kids. Right. And also, I would imagine, a bit of a hook-up affair. Oh, Come down with your kids, single mums and single dads, yeah. stay in a chalet and we have a baby listening service should you want to go out.
1: Mate, I've just finished watching the Madeleine McCann thing on Netflix, so <laughs> I'm, I'm not all over that whole thing, but hey. Um, yeah. yeah,
0: we used to go right from when I was a kid and then after my brother died, mm. we used to take his kids every year as well. So it's oh, oh, some really nostalgic memories for me, but I yeah. absolutely adore it obviously completely changed now from what it used to be yeah like it's a bitch it, it, used to, it used to be the princess showroom which mm. was like a big hall and we used to, the weekend we used to go every year they used to have some big ballroom dancing competition oh. and i used to crawl around the floor after picking up all the sequins oh that's all the so dresses. sweet
1: well i had a tour of Butlins a few years ago in my previous life as a live music booker and I went inside Butlins Bognor when I was a teenager with my boyfriend who lived just outside Bognor to go to the cinema. Oh yeah, there's a cinema there. Because there's a cinema there. But I've never actually been to Butlins, so... It's fun. It's a yeah. really
0: good laugh. I mean, you have to be prepared. It's It's working class. It's a
1: working class holiday. I mean, I'm from a working class family, mate, yeah. so... But mm. there's no
0: bells and whistles. Or no. Like, so <laughs>
1: exciting. I believe the one at Minehead's got some really
0: nice accommodation. There used to be loads of them as well. There used to be one on Barry Island. Oh, oh my God, did you see the thing in the news about the sailors? No. Oh, my God. My favourite news story of the week was a story of <laughs> three Russian sailors who were anchored off Minehead. So they they were on a trawler that was anchored off Minehead, and they got drunk and fancied a night out. So they got in a dinghy and they were trying to get to Barry, <laughs> like Barry Island, and got stuck somewhere in the Bristol Estuary oh on the God, way. Like their boat hilarious. ran ashore and they got stuck on an island. But I could no one could answer for me if if they were going to Barry Island, because they were big fans of Gavin and Stacey. I bet it that was. Just, I like, bet and it now was. I just have this thing, like there's kind of like a trade amongst Russian trawler boats of them <laughs> like passing on Gavin and Stacey DVDs. <laughs> so they've got something to do. They laugh. like, I've got series one, I've got series one.
1: Yeah. The Christmas special. <laughs> My favourite news story of the week is the one about Lorraine Kelly.
0: <laughs> 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 who plays a character remarkably the the first version of that story was better because the, when the BBC first put it up mm. cuz you know it was um Lorraine Kelly is let off 1.2 million worth of tax because she's playing a character called Lorraine Kelly. The BBC's first version of their story got the numbers wrong and it was let Lorraine Kelly's been let off 1.2 billion
1: of tax. <laughs> How much money
0: is she earning playing this fictitious character? Oh my
1: god, it was so funny. I saw it on Twitter and just about fucking dropped dead laughing. So, yeah, if any anyone is not familiar with Lorraine Kelly, look her up. <laughs>
0: So what else? Uh, so I have been pre gaming mm-hmm. for a watch party that we're going to have on Wednesday night. Oh yes. So I'm I've been reading Lance Bass's memoir, which is called Out of Sync, because mm. on Wednesday, did you watch the trailer on yes. YouTube? So oh my God. on Wednesday, April the third on YouTube Premium. The thing that Amy and I have been waiting for since we started the podcast. And since time began. Right, it's finally (laughs) happening. Um, Lance Bass's film, The Boy Band Con, The Lou Perlman Story, is released on YouTube Premium. I'm so excited. Me too. I am getting us matching (laughs) pyjamas, a massive vat of popcorn, and we are going (laughs) to sit and watch it. Are we going to
1: pause to discuss it, or are we just going to watch it through once and We watch first? it through, and I then agree. I think we go again. With comments, <laughs> yeah. with commentary. Okay. You know how on DVDs they do the DVD commentary?
0: <laughs> we could record our commentary <laughs> to s- it. And um, send it to Lance. Oh, that would be amazing. I've, I've got no know someone that's got his number. We could be like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> who I might that, that be? FaceTime with us. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, Lance. Lance Bass is far too good looking to be FaceTiming with.
1: He's, our he's our a, camera would a, have to absolutely. be way up on the ceiling <laughs> to get our best angle. No chin.
0: <laughs> yeah. He is yeah. A little Fitty, isn't he? Yeah. So there's lots of boy bands, so um AJ McLean's in it. There's some other NSYNC people in it. Justin's not in it, but Justin's mum is in it. Oh and Chris Kirkpatrick yes. is in it. Is Joey in it? oh uh, yeah, Joey Fatone. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So it's I'm really excited. Johnny Knight is
1: in no Johnny not Knight. That's a different person. Johnny Wright, isn't yes. it?
0: Yeah. And
1: is there an O-Town, Ashley Angel's in it that's who's in it, Ashley Angel, I'm so excited Ashley Angel. look on your face i love ashley angel from o-town come back to o-town ashley please yeah in
0: time for the gigging when is that gig in
1: it's uh, june the 9th of june okay the only reason i know that is because i've been looking at other gigs on the 8th of june over and over again and going there's nowhere i can convince zoe to come and see take that on the 8th of june in manchester or wherever they are if we're doing o-town on the
0: sunday as well i need to put that in my diary because i booked us that ticket's for all killer no filler oh, yeah what date is that which is june the 23rd oh, when right. you said yeah, june yeah. just then i was like oh shit no although not. all killer I... no filler is an afternoon thing so
1: yeah and it would both be london yeah i love how people like listening to us planning our schedules <laughs> around <laughs> so our events <laughs> um and other band
0: what band boy uh-huh. <laughs> other band boy news uh-huh. other boy band news i had to correct new kids on the block on twitter this week i saw it yeah boy band officially one word we declared it in conjunction with jessica who made the film i used to be normal yeah one word also boy band is one word officially bad boys inc everybody knows matthew james pateman their back catalogue is released on apple and spotify and itunes today you can finally listen to the bad boys ink tunes on digital yeah that's amazing so yeah i think they've been working on it quite a while what since the first of january when we got our first podcast <laughs> recorded what is going on this year with all the boy band stuff i don't know We yeah i asked you the question earlier do you think we're just more aware of it no. or it's just i think i mean you, more things. you and i like us we we got jonas back together
1: but. Yes, we did. That is us. That was us. Thank you. We'll take the credit for that. And the New Kids mm-hmm. Boy Band Homage video and song.
0: And A1 Reunited. Yes. I think we can probably take a little bit of yeah. credit for They felt that now now that we have said it's all right to be in a boy band, yeah. that they felt it was all all and right to. Busted have
1: reformed. Right. And uh, O Town coming over to the UK. When did they last do that? I think last year. No one. No uh, sh- <laughs> it was this year.
0: <laughs>
1: and there's other stuff as well. Bad Boys Inc. releasing their shit. Lance Bass creating this film about Lou Perlman called The Boy Band Con. There's so much stuff.
0: It's I do. It's us. It's got to be. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's this one common factor. Who's more than anyone else in the world been talking about all these things and how it's cool to be in a boy band and it's us? Right. You're more than welcome, guys and girls. That we made that happen. Yeah, we did. Okay, so we have to do the results of the boy band video world cup. Yeah, and announce the next games. So I am going to enter to the little girls' room, and we'll be right back after this. We have a unisex toilet in this house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're,
1: we're both girls. <laughs> Elvis is a boy, and he uses the toilet. <laughs> Okay then. What's the result?
0: Boyband Video World Cup. This week we did eight matches, so we did the the last sixteen just to get that out of the way and also because I knew that we'd have to have a week off because we got drunk. So the results are One Direction versus Nine One One, my new favourite boy band. Can I guess? Go on. One Direction. Wrong. <gasps> No, right. <laughs> uh, one Direction 80%, 911 20% of the votes. One oh. Direction go through, and they will play the winner of the game between Westlife and Wham, and that was Westlife 40%, Wham 60%. Oh. So game one of the quarterfinals is One Direction versus Wham. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, NSYNC versus New Edition. NSYNC got 72%, mm-hmm. New Edition 28%. Yep. They will play. Boys to Men, who got 81% versus Duran Duran's 19%. No so surprises. That here. is game two, N Sync yeah. versus Boys to Men. Great. Match five Busted got 4% versus New Kids on the Block. Oh, 96%. They will play. Backstreet Boys who got Ooh. 83% versus E17, 17%. Sorry, so, that's
1: New Kids versus BSB. Yeah.
0: Oh. I feel my boys are going to take a dive. Oh. And the last two games results were take that 73% yeah. versus Hanson, 27%.
1: What fucking 27% of bastards voted for Hanson?
0: <laughs> the cheaters. <laughs> and take that, Wall play Aha, who got 54.5% against the Beatles, 45.5%. That's close. So to conclude, our matches for the next round, which is the quarterfinals, are One Direction versus Wham!, N Sync versus Boys to Men, New Kids on the Block, New Kids on the Block. Who? New band just put them together. um New Kids on the Block versus the Backstreet Boys and Take That versus Aha. Okay. So what do you think? Do you think we should pick new videos for this round, or are we just going to play the same videos against each other?
1: I don't think people are voting for the videos, so I, mean, <laughs> I think they're voting for but the that's bands. That's how I've been. They've been know, instructed to I vote, know, but people aren't doing it.
0: Okay. So it's irrelevant. Let's keep I the can same just put videos. any old shit video no, in. No, I don't
1: think any old shit video, but I think we carefully selected the videos in the first instance it took ages and, I and think ages you'll watching them. hard push to find another aha video that's as good.
0: Yeah, you're right. Although the video for um the living daylights was quite good.
1: Was that a Bond theme? Yeah. aha did a Bond theme. Yeah. Can you sing it?
0: I probably could, but I wouldn't want to do it on the podcast because I just need to get the tune in my head. <laughs> but that's wrong, so cut that. <laughs> and you absolutely must fucking cut it.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Classic. Okay. Cut Great. it. I'll cut it. Don't worry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so we are going to be back in a second after Zoe's had another pee.
1: And we are going to do the Mystery Boy Band. I don't know who it is. Boy are we of gonna, the Week. Are we going to put it into the social media stuff so that everyone else knows who it is or is it yeah. just me who's going to be surprised just you that's going to be okay, surprised okay cool. all right then we'll be back after this okay that's done so what's happening what's coming next this is a surprise I, i'm
0: gonna do the boy band I wanna see how soon into the boy band you figure out who they are. Oh, I like this. <laughs>
1: this is like a game, I yeah. like it. So
0: Philip Kresick, Phil Kresick, who from is from a place called Charlwood. No, is from a place called Charnwood in Surrey. Is it yeah. Charlwood or Charnwood? I don't know. Born in nineteen sixty five. Mark Gillespie, who's from Elgin in Scotland, there. Born in nineteen sixty six. I went out with a guy you're gonna say you went out with him <laughs> was born in Elgin, and you know when you set up email addresses mm. you have to do put your place of birth as it's one of your options for the questions mm-hmm. to get back into your account when you hack it when he slept with someone else. I hacked into his email account because <gasps> I knew
1: where he was born. What did you do with his email? Just read so, it yeah, oh. Uh... You didn't send an email of resignation to his boss or anything? Oh, no. He was on
0: work. He was a student at the time. Oh, what a cock. We might need to cut that. Not, no, there's no, no way anyone we have mutual friends still listens. <laughs> Jason John, real name Jason Herbert from Coventry, who was born in 1967. Okay. Um, so it's a
1: three-piece. Yes.
0: So most of my research for this has come from a book called Europe Stars of 80s Dance Pop which describes this boy band as one of the 80s most dynamic boy bands. Um, so I'm not sure we can really rely on this author for his opinion, because they really weren't. Oh. <laughs> uh, but we're taking a lot of his facts. Fine. Phil had always wanted to be a singer right from when he was young, and he knew he could sing based on the fact that he would get a lot of solos in the youth choir, and eventually he decided he would Go to London and become famous.
1: That's how it works.
0: Um, all the way from Surrey. Not, <laughs> no shade feel. Could have well, done it, just done it on a train.
1: For anyone who needs the geography, I'm on the outside of Surrey. Actually, we're in Berkshire, so we're just over the border and it's like 30 miles to central <laughs> London. You're on the London side of
0: Surrey. And I'm eight miles from London. <laughs> So around 1988, when Phil is 23, he answers an advert in the back of the Gay Times that says, famous record producer looking for Boy Friday, uh, which led to him getting a job as a T-boy stroke gopher for record producer Ian Levine. Mm. Now, Phil puts his age, when you read interviews with Phil, he puts his age at this time as around 19 when he relays the story. They're definitely fibbing about their ages. 100 (laughs) percent fibbing about their ages because my maths put someone that was born in 1965 who gets a job in 1988 at about the age of 23. Mm. So, and this is the start of his career when he's shaving age off. At the time, Ian Levine is having quite a bit of success with an all-male group called Seventh Avenue. They'd been around since around 1979 and had racked up several major dance hits. So Ian Levine had quite a lot of, to do with Northern Soul. He mm. would bring Northern Soul acts over. His He'd run Northern Soul clubs. He did some producing for Take That very oh, early on. Right. He's the guy that... Did you watch? ever watch the Upside Down do- documentary? Yes. He's the producer that okay. they first go to in Upside okay. Down because he's having so much success with doing boy band poppy tracks. Got it. Seventh Avenue was a group with a revolving lineup, so when the members would age out... Oh, like Menudo. They'd replace him, yeah. And Phil waits it out until the time is right for him to ask Ian Levine if he can audition for the next shake-up of the band, and he gets in. This is where he meets fellow bandmate Jason John, real-name Jason Herbert. <laughs> when another member of the band drops out, because he's got a bit bored with all the travelling around the UK, they're doing like shows in nightclubs and discos mm, and mm. stuff like that, And then a second member was pushed out because everyone felt that he was half-arsed in it. He was replaced (laughs) with a guy that Phil had met in a gay bar called Mark Gillespie. Okay. So.
1: Phil, Jason and Mark.
0: Yes. Okay. Seventh Avenue. Uh, Seventh Avenue put out a single called The Love I Lost, which goes really well in Japan for some unknown reason. A big hit. And the band head out there for promotion. What year is this? This is... I'm going to sound a, say around the late 88, early 89. Okay. Just based there's no actual date for this, but based on when he started working for the Yes, Lavin, got it. And then when they become the band they become. Okay. okay. On this trip to Japan, they meet Kylie Minogue, as you do. Well, but,
1: that's the right time for
0: her, yeah. Yeah, but they also meet record producer Pete Waterman.
1: Oh, I've heard of him. I know what the hell <laughs> this is. Go I know who this is. Who is it? Is it big fun? It is big fun. <laughs> <laughs> It's all it took. I just needed to know that... Hey, Pete Waterman. Yeah, okay. Surely cool.
0: This boy band of the week is 1990s... What did the guy call them? Most dynamic boy band. <laughs> Big fun. Oh, <laughs> it it fun out, Now, you know now I know well, who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their manager at the time is a huge fan of Pete and his whole Pete Waterman limited concept around mm-hmm. the music factory. And he goes out to dinner... And they tell Pete that they're they're up for trying something new. They they don't want to do Seventh Avenue anymore. Mm. And the manager promises them that it would help make this hook up with Pete Waterman happen.
1: Who, who was managing them at this time? I
0: like, I don't have a name. He he was called Bill. Mm-hmm. I don't have a surname for him. I think I just didn't write it down from where I was taking the book. Yeah. And okay. He's not really a relevant character because yeah. he's just there. He dips mechanism in. for getting them in with Pete Waterman. Got it. Phil works his magic with Pete and very soon the group decided that they're going to join PWL. Ian Levine, naturally, a bit pissed off. <laughs> they couldn't continue to use the name 7th Avenue because this was Ian Levine's property. It was He'd originally formed the band in 79. Uh-huh. He owned the name. So Phil, Jason and Mark pick a new group name and they settle on Big Fun. It comes from the name of an inner city song. But also, they felt it was a cool slang term that people would be like, "Oh yeah, we're going out, we're having big fun." And I don't remember ever I mean, using it. In that's that. really cringe. But, yeah, they secure a record deal with Jive. The record deal with Jive comes about from and this is Phil telling the story. The record deal with Jive comes about because Jason had a conversation in a Covent Garden gay sauna with a lawyer who had connections with the label. Jesus.
1: Okay. So
0: it's, they're, it's, it's they're always not what out. you know. Yeah, they're <laughs> all very out and out, active on the gay scene, gay men. Okay. Right? They're, at this stage, they're open about it. Yeah. There's no kind of... Secrecy
1: or yeah, they're not they're hiding out, it. Their
0: families know, their friends yeah. know. Their first release as Big Fun was a song called "Living for Your Love," mm. and this was moderately successful as an underground acid house track.
1: Oh, that okay. must have been early acid
0: house. Yeah, rave era. I'm yeah, but trying to was... remember when I had my smiley face T-shirt, which would have been early nineties. This, is, we're here, yeah. so we're still late eighties here. We're still eighty nine ish. So yeah, from there. Their music production moves across to the Pete Waterman Limited empire.
1: Can I ask a question at this yeah. point? Sorry to interrupt. Pete Waterman Limited, PWL,
0: we yeah. all know PWL,
1: Stock, Aiken,
0: Waterman. Yeah.
1: Is one an umbrella of the other? Yeah,
0: they're both connected. They both operate out of the music factory. So Pete Waterman Limited, I think, was his side of the company. Stock, Aiken, Waterman was a record production team. Right. Right. That they ha- they owned the studios. Okay. So this, I the, it was the PWL I used to go down and see bands there at the mm. P W L studios. So it was the the music factory was the P W L studios. Well, that's what and was Stock on Aiken the
1: records w- the, was P W L because I always remember people talking about Stock and Waterman and I was like, well, why is it, why, does it say P W L on the records? Like, yeah. it never made sense to me. Yeah,
0: so that was the they were the producers that worked out of the music factory, which was P W L Limited. So the music production moves across to the p w l PWL, it's a group of music producers that seem to have the golden touch of this era, comprising of Mike Stock, Matt Aitken and Pete Waterman. Mm. They made disco-filled pop tracks and they'd worked with artists such as Kylie Minogue, Samantha Fox and also Dead or Alive. Sam
1: Fox, I always forget she was a singer yeah. singer as well as a page reader. Yeah, all
0: All their acts have basically seen their careers rocket after working with Stock Aitken yes. and Waterman.
1: They were massive. Yeah.
0: They're unsure as a group where they want their post-7th Avenue musical direction to be. They don't really feel like house music is right for them. And they're also very aware that they've got a bit of a pretty boy image and <laughs> a massive pop appeal. Mm. They're blondes. They're cheeky chappies. They are. I'm in just their... going
1: to get myself a visual and bring up a picture of them. But where the fuck do I put my phone? Oh, it's here. Oh, is
0: on it. They are in their mid-twenties, although that's probably I mean, not where they're pitching themselves lo- loosely yep. so they fully put their careers into the hands of this factory of pop yeah the, the, the music factories they've done hits for they've been responsible for hits for kylie sonia jason donovan rick astley and phil oh. talks about how when you'd go into the music factory studios there'd be a massive board in the reception area with a this week our tracks are kylie's at number one yeah. so and so's at number two yeah. big funner at number eight and it would be a this is where our songs are this week and they'd all be massive chart hits wow
1: rick astley by the way i tweeted about him this week because i saw him on goggle box on a mary berry show he's
0: definitely aging into he his face is
1: barlowing i know we spoke about steve cram but i think calling it barlowing is quite he would get it <laughs> rick i woke him up one night i rang his rick wife Esley. yeah
0: <laughs> like, not with a nudge rick they mate <laughs> were...
1: <laughs> they were on tour in the u.s and i always assume that if people are asleep they switch their phone off but i don't i not. don't
0: switch my phone off you don't no, no, tend... but you,
1: you mute it.
0: No, I don't.
1: Oh, so when I text you, uh, when I, I, I you, are asleep.
0: I get the ping. I'm waking you I up. I have to have my phone on. If news breaks in the middle of the night and my phone is switched off and I don't hear it, then I'm sacked.
1: What are we waiting for? The queen to die is that the biggest news? Any big
0: news though? It doesn't Meghan has have to to have be... the baby. That probably wouldn't get in the night phone call. No, but. Yeah, it's always been a thing with news wow. is that you have to be contactable. My When I worked at the Daily Record, the actual rule on the Daily Record was regardless of what your position was in the company. Mm. Like if you were an office junior, if you just made the, probably not the tea people. <laughs> I was just a picture researcher on the desk. But if you were asked in the office to show them your passport and you didn't have your passport on you so that you could make a quick break on a story it was a sackable (gasps) offence even if you were never sent out on stories
1: so you had yeah so you all yeah because they might have run out of journalists so you had to go to cover it
0: yeah
1: did you have to take your passport to work every single day did you keep it at work or did you have it in your bag i
0: had it in my bag i
1: mean this is not important but i'm just (laughs) interested to know jesus christ wow
0: so the first song that they work on is a cover of a carol king song Called I Feel the Earth Move. Oh, of course. Which I actually remember them performing. Do you? Until I started doing the research, I I had no recollection yeah. of this being one of their songs. But I remember when they first were going around doing road shows, then I can see the dance moves in my head. Yeah. But I Feel the Earth Move. But it was redrawn by the record company pre release. They didn't want them to put them out. The single that they do put, eventually put out in August 1989 is a cover of the Jacksons' Blame It on the Boogie. That's right, and Big Fun are responsible for me knowing how you do the dance to so "Blame It on the Boogie." I think that I, sunshine think Moonlight, too. Good times like that's
1: And also, that Jackson Five video is psychedelic as fuck. So <laughs> thank you, Big Fun.
0: <laughs> uh, "Blame It on the Boogie" reaches number four in the UK. Mm. It's I mean it's a massive success across Europe because it's proper Euro pop. Number fourteen in Belgium, France seventeen, Ireland seven, the Netherlands twenty eight. Australia 37, New Zealand 32, and it hits in Spain. And when I read this, I was like, oh, Jesus, this was still that time. It reaches number five in West Germany. Oh, my God. So we're pre-The Wall. Yeah, The
1: Wall came down in 89, didn't it? Was it 88 or
0: 89? Yep. Um, And on their first Top of the Pops performance, they're in the studio ready to go on Top of the Pops debut performance and in the studio at the same time to do a performance with them are the pet boys with liza minnelli can you imagine (laughs) the head fuck and i I don't want to typecast here but these are three gay guys Mm. who are in a tv studio with liza minnelli
1: yes gay icon liza
0: yeah the next single release is november 1989 which is a song called can't shake the feeling which gets to number eight
1: isn't that a justin timberlake song I don't know. No, can't stop the feeling, sorry. Continue. <laughs>
0: um, Roll it back a little bit. September 89, their song's still in the charts. So Blame it on the Boogie stays in the charts for 12 weeks. Right, okay. Uh, in September 1989, right in the middle of their success, the People newspaper splashes with a story that reads, Gay Shame of Teeny Heartthrob Jason about their lead singer, uh, but also revealing that the other two members of the band, are in a relationship together. So they're outing the three of them. They, six weeks after this, Big Fun, flush from the success of their now LP release, walk onto the stage at the nationally televised Smash Hits Readers Poll winners award, wearing James Dean black leather jackets, performing Blame It on the Boogie, and they accept the award for the best new act. Mm. Now, the majority of Big Fun's record buyers at this stage are teenage girls. Yeah. But now, thanks to the people, everyone knows that these three hunks are gay. Against their wit. like, yeah, They're which... not out of themselves. <clears throat> to their public. They might be out to their family. Yeah. They're not out to their public. Um, and this is why at the height of their fame. Um, Phil alleges that Yes, all three members of the band were gay, but they were advised by their marketing team and Pete Waterman not to come out because it would it would ruin their careers. God, it's... it doesn't necessarily go on to ruin their careers. They do continue to have other singles, so they can't shake the feeling. In '89, goes to number eight. I'm going to take you through the rest of their sort of single releases mm. before we go on to talk more about Big Fun and and how you know being out it affected them. So they had another single in March 1990, which got to 21. They did a charity single with Sonia called You've Got a Friend, which was for the um, Childline charity. Oh, yeah. That was in June 1990, and that got to number 14. And then a song in August 1990 called Hey There Lonely Girl, which got to number 62. Their album, which was called Pocket Full of Promises. Mm. I'm just trying to find now where I wrote down what number it got to. It was top 10. Why can't I find... Maybe it was number 10. Possibly. Oh, number 7. So, Big Fun's debut album, Pocket Full of Promises, released in 1990, reached number 7. But it was their only full-length LP. Now, there's a good chance that decisions that were made off the back of this came because of the result of what the Sunday people did to them. Yeah, Phil says Pete Waterman and their marketeers had told them not to come out. And at the time, Mark and Phil were a couple, be booked into separate hotel rooms when they were on tour but would sneak into each other's rooms at night in order to have some time together yeah and nobody noticed but the difficulty of having a relationship under these circumstances eventually led to them breaking up
1: yeah you know they. we can understand that yeah. happening that is it's so it's so sad and it's it feels so strange because by today's standards, like no-one would care. Or some know, people but would, because there are the, still some I was thinking on the there.
0: drive over, what boy bands have we had even since then? So 89, so this is 30 years ago, mm. which is a, you know, it's a whole... It's a generation and a mm. bit mm. of progress since then. But other than Stephen Gately, I couldn't really think of anyone who'd been openly out in a boy band.
1: Well, Mark Feely in Westlife is... And uh, Lance Bass, but, but was that at was the time? That? I don't know. I don't think it
0: was at the time. So New Kit wasn't at the time, oh, and yeah. even Reunion, he was outed. So yeah, th- there has been a lot of progress, and society is more accepting of, you know, rightly. That you have the right to be who you want to be and love who you want to love. Yeah. But I don't know if... if at the height of their or original fame... when you're doing a boy band, like, this is our boy band, we're appealing to teenage girls, if people are uh, yet yeah, at a stage where they can embrace the fact that actually you can have a gay member. Because mm. kids these days, they don't really care, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just because you, Mr. 55-year-old record exec, have got a problem with... Putting a gay man into a boy band and trying to have them appeal to why not have members of a boy band appeal to young gay males, yeah, but
1: that's the thing. Boy bands do appeal to gay young gay males and' probably older gay males as well.
0: I so think why they... not you know we're in a time now where actually just let let them be let them have someone that they can focus on, yeah, like let them let some kid at school who's going through am I, aren't I, I don't know why I've got oh these God, feelings. This has been in the press. Have someone to look up to yes. to go, actually, it's normal. It's completely fucking this normal. This guy on the TV is gay and he's talking about how it's all right for me to have these feelings that I'm feeling. Yeah, But like, they could do so much.
1: I think that there is more of that happening now, in the, especially in the entertainment industry. But I do think that all this stuff in the press this week about teaching kids at school about same-sex relationships needs to happen and absolutely there
0: was a great we're always talking about things we've seen on twitter (laughs) but there was a great twitter thread from someone that was like i was forced to learn about i can't remember what it was it was some battle and it's like and i've literally never by being forced to learn that wanted to go out and fight in a war. like So you're <laughs> not <laughs> going to make... By <laughs> teaching someone something exists, you're not... And someone was like, I was forced to learn about sedimentary rocks. Mm. Literally, I'm not a sedimentary rock. No.
1: And where somebody else said... Was it Andrew ledsam who's saying that we shouldn't be teaching about yeah. same-sex marriages? Somebody said... Oh, same-sex relationships. Somebody said, um, at what age should I l- allow my children to learn about Andrea Leadsom? <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. But, yeah, I think it's fucking sick. And I hate the fact that they the automatic go-to for these conservative cockheads is to eroticise same-sex relationships. Yeah. But if you can talk to a child about... Their mum and dad's relationship without mentioning sex. You can talk about fucking same sex relationships without mentioning fucking sex. Yes. Agree. Probably shouldn't say fucking when you're teaching children <laughs> about that, though. <laughs> yeah.
0: This is not a podcast that aims to. Well, he not play this to your child. No, well, we have the warning at the start. From oh, yeah, Mr. Wahlberg, which says motherfucker in yeah. it. So. Um, Phyllis talked about how there'd be days when he'd think, I'm just going to go for it and come out. And then there'd also be days when he'd think twice about it. Mm. But he also thought, how could they not know we are... This is a direct quote. How could they not know we are gay? I mean, look at our hair. <laughs> I know that our fans knew we were gay, and clearly they didn't care. Mm. And I was a fan, and I don't really know if I knew that they were gay, but I don't think I'd have cared if they were gay. No.
1: Well, H from Steps is another openly out gay man yeah. in a band. Are they Stock and Waterman?
0: Mm, St- I don't know that steps maybe they were the end of Stock H. Maybe I don't know we
1: need to look at that but uh he on the I saw them on tour last year maybe the year before and he had all male dancers around okay, him. Okay, but was, was
0: H openly gay when the first time around? I don't, don't think know. he was, don't know because I think that was another outed by a Sunday but can thing. I say,
1: oh, I think you're right actually, I think you're right, I think I remember that, but I also know for a fact. That steps were marketed towards the gay. Oh, hundred percent.
0: <laughs> same with juice. Lisa Armstrong's yes. band. Absolutely. And these these all these bands would play G A Y the same yeah. we talked about boy bands. Yeah. They'd go on and play G A Y in Heaven and all that kind of thing. Yeah. They were absolutely marketed towards gay fans. Yeah. And take which that. makes it even worse that they don't allow any gay members to right. be gay. Stupid. Um, but, Stupid. Uh, going back to Phil, Phil. Also knew at the time that he was having these dilemmas about coming out, he knew that he was HIV positive. Oh. The record label didn't know and his manager didn't know. Eventually he had to, to tell everyone. As the record label had asked him to go for blood tests, this was the height of the panic surrounding HIV and AIDS. Yeah, it was. And at this time it was also considered to be a death sentence.
1: So they were testing them to see if they had HIV
0: because they were gay. No, I don't know if it was because they were gay, if the, the record labels would just be testing everyone. This For record labels, it's a big... If you're investing a lot of money in this act...
1: They were testing people to see if they had HIV, though. Yeah. Specifically HIV. Yeah. What the fuck?
0: I mean, this is taken this from this is, book, and this, this, this is Phil in the story. This
1: has got to be against some kind of human rights laws.
0: You can't fucking test people... Your employer can't test you. <laughs> I'm quoting him. From I the know, book. I'm not saying
1: you're wrong. Um, I'm Phyllis just saying. he said,
0: I guess at the time, the label just wanted to know we weren't going to die anytime soon. In a panic, he's re- he refuses to take the test. He, his fear was that the results would cause everything that they'd achieved so far to fall apart because mm. of his HIV status. And their manager steps in and the label eventually back down. Phil's spoken to this time about the author of the book, James Arena, mm. saying... Sometimes I think I should have come out with it when we were having all that that success. I think it would have helped the people who had contracted it and the public if they'd seen a celebrity with it. Yeah. Jason and Mark didn't think it would be a good idea and so I didn't tell anybody. Just my family and close friends. But looking back now, I think it would have been a good thing to do.
1: Yeah. But hindsight, mate, it's... You can't say, you know...
0: And he's, 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 he's... That's a guilt thing, isn't it? He's being made to feel guilt now all these years on, but at the time when you're in it, yeah, you kind of have to do what's... Yeah. It's like survivor guilt, isn't it? Yes. It's the yes. people that survive these horrific school shootings. Yeah. Like, could I have done more? Should it have been me instead? Yeah. And it's it's kind of the same psychological concept, I yes. think. At the time, he did what was right for him, living in an era where yeah. it was... Have you ever watched the film Pride? Yeah. One of my favourite films. It was about the the gay i can't remember what the their actual name was they support the, It's the gay bookstore in london that support the strikers down in wales I don't they think raise I have funds seen for that. them oh you have to watch it okay. it's the best fucking film ever okay. it's a group of gay activists in london come together to raise funds for the miners who were on strike in the 80s mm. and they raise money and they start ringing around all these miners' welfare associations going, hi, we're the Gay Liberation Bar, whatever, we can't remember what the name of their organisation was called. Mm. Um, oh, so, um, lesbians and Gay Support the Miners. Okay. So hi, we're calling from lesbians and Gay Support the Miners. We'd like to give you some money mm. for your people who are out of work and can't afford food. And everyone was putting the phone down on them until they found this one mining village who someone answered the phone and was like brilliant come down so they mm-hmm. meet up with one of the miners comes up to london and eventually they go on to put big fundraising concerts and i won't spoil the end for you because okay. the ending is brilliant but you have to watch it okay. It's one of my favorite films ever it's called pride got it but also one of the the main characters in this is um hiv and it's right at the same In fact one of the characters in it was the second person ever to be diagnosed as having aids oh so it's right in this... And the fear and the reaction just from the general public, just if you were gay, not even if you had AIDS, if you were gay because of the association and the connection with AIDS, yeah. that you would just be completely ostracised. Yeah. So I can really understand how he wouldn't at the time have wanted to. Yeah. Sorry, I really digressed there. No, it
1: makes sense. It makes sense.
0: It's been said that Pete Waterman Limited dropped them because having made so much money from their first album they didn't necessarily think that they'd be able to repeat that success again and therefore the investment wasn't worth it i
1: mean the, what's the, my guys, face saying? the
0: guys didn't understand the decision they thought that having had one big hit the next one would be bigger and better and to be told that your label had dumped you when you were a massive success didn't make sense no they found it difficult to move forward after that they recorded a few more tracks some good some not so good Mm. but as people became aware that they were no longer being produced by Stock Aitken and Waterman any interest in them waned and the band eventually split in 1994 when Jason John made the decision to leave right Phyllis said about how they were left after the band split up and this is, is quite a long quote, but it really speaks to a lot of the stuff that we've talked about in other episodes. So bear with me on this. This is Phil Creswick talking after the band has split. I came out of that era worse off than when I went in. Part of the reason for that was that I was young, naive and making a lot of money. And I didn't realise how much I was spending. I think we thought that it would all last forever. But you know what? So what? I don't regret it. Life went on and I did fine. I have no regrets about how I handled that part of my life. And as for being dropped so abruptly by PWL, eventually you move on because you don't want to end up being bitter about it. For a long time, I was kind of angry. They charged us a large sum of money to record our album. Record companies back then had a system of what a release makes after you pay back expenses. So airplane flights, hotels, everything you eat, that all gets paid back to label before an artist makes any money. We were supposed to get a piece of whatever was left. PWL took some for the honour of recording with them. Then some more went on to a TV campaign. There was no way in hell we would ever recoup and that's why I was so angry with them. I felt that they totally screwed us. We didn't know. We thought what we had was a great deal. As for Big Fun, I want people to remember us with a smile. Which I kind of do. Yeah, I do. All their bright coloured shirts and yeah. like they'd be one in an orange shirt, one in a yellow shirt. Like yeah. I don't know how I didn't know they were gay. <laughs> they were I so obviously. I just we gay. were
1: like you say, young and naive then. Yeah.
0: So post big fun, uh, Mark Gillespie's no longer connected into the music industry. He works in film production. Jason returned to his previous job as a model booker and a music manager. He has worked managing Jerry Halliwell and Lee Ryan. Oh, and also put together a boy band called P9 in 2013. Not on our list. So I'm going to have to go and look up P9.
1: It sounds rude. Oh, i have not even thought. That's my sick mind. Um,
0: Phil Kresic went on to become an interior designer and have a painting and decorating business. He made the news once again in 2017 when he was up in court charged with the possession of crystal meth, GHB and ephedrine, all drugs that were connected with the chemsex scene, oh. as well as supplying drugs and money laundering. Now, try as I might, so this was the start of 2017. He was due to be to go to court in October 2017. I can't find out whether he was charged and what came of it. So it's, there's a fair possibility that all the charges were dropped. But Phil made it back into the papers, because obviously the tabloids were well into, there was this gay boy band, yes. and look, this guy's now got all these chemsex drugs, For and sake. they just wanted to go back into the gossip of it. So that's the story of Big Fun. Who the... I will, promise you, Phil, I will always remember you with a smile.
1: Oh, yeah. The big fun, the boy band, we forgot.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> we didn't forget them as a boy band. We forgot that PWR had a boy
1: band. Yes, that's right. We did. Well, that that was good. Thank what a sad you... story. Yeah. It's sad in places. Yeah, but I think
0: it's definitely worth the discussion about how we... It doesn't matter to me. Like, If I like a member of a boy band... I think the only thing that would probably put me off
1: Mm -hmm.
0: fancying someone or, like, that being my one from each boy band Mm -hmm. would be a a really bad political view. So, like, your problem with Brad Fischetti Mm -hmm. is over the wanting to have a say over women's bodies when he's got no fucking right to have a say over women's bodies. Like, until you have a uterus, don't come and tell me... What happens to my womb and all my in like yeah that that's nothing to do with you. You've got no understanding of it. I
1: think you're right. I think that is the only thing that puts me off any boy band member. Like, but we are both decent intersectional feminists who believe in equality for
0: everybody. Is that so, a posture of saying left wing?
1: Yeah, but I'm not all left wingers are. <laughs> no, they true. I think they are, but they're not. And
0: I think we're very accepting of everyone yeah and everyone's just they're right to, like, to just be to, who the fuck they are right like i want to be a little fat girl <laughs> fucking let me be a little fat girl don't be judging me
1: yeah
0: do you want to be a little fat girl no, i probably don't want to be a little fat girl it's the, the smartest uh, <laughs> concept that i can come with at the time. i, I want to be a six foot two blonde supermodel Mm. And you don't have the right to tell me that I'm not if that's who I believe I am. Okay. <laughs> we're
1: going to get you some stilts to make you a foot taller.
0: <laughs> I could just get platforms that like the Spice Girls. Oh my you God. know the problem with those platform things that the Spice Girls used to wear was that the actual platform bit when they first made them were hollow so mm-hmm. that you could still move when you walk. But when you were quite fat or heavier... Oh. The stitching in them was never strong enough. So eventually after a while, the inside, the sole would slip down into the gap. So you'd just be wearing really high trainers.
1: Oh my God, that's (laughs) so funny. I had a pair of those buffalo boots, you know. I wasn't as heavy then. But they've come back into fashion. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, this 21 year old in my office who doesn't know who any of the people I talk about are. She's got a pair. Bright white, bright white pair.
0: I um they weren't today white for long. No, they uh, the only you've got a right to be who you want to be. I object to is twenty one year olds. Yeah. You don't have a right to be twenty one in my face. <laughs> Take that shit away.
1: <laughs> Take your twenty one year old self. and A do lot of one. my girls in the
0: office are quite. Yeah, I mean, I love all my uh, the, my staff at work, mm. but the girls are quite young, and I have to keep going. They're like. Okay, just let me explain why this is... Because I'm really sarcastic. So I was like, can I go to lunch? I'm like, no, you fucking can't go to lunch. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm that person. Mm. And they. it takes them a little while just to understand that no Elvis... It takes them a little while to just understand that I'm constantly sarcastic rather than like the fear in their eyes. I'm like, no, sit down, you can't go to lunch. <laughs> this guy in our office came over to me the other day
1: and he went, oh, your uh, eyelashes are different. <laughs> and I went yes but i was like that's not a fucking compliment mate like your eyelashes are different he was like i'd never sure i feel like i'm on eggshells around you i was like don't don't feel like you're on eggshells just don't fucking insult me because he told me i had a fat ass the last time i spoke to him oh
0: I can see why I, I can imagine what your reaction to that was and why he might have been slightly reticent to mm-hmm. even comment but, but surely your, your surely, eyelashes are different surely the way forward then dude not being funny it's just not a fucking comment on anyone it's none of your fucking business correct like that is, just you get on with your shit in the office let Amy get on with her shit that's 100% accurate let's just leave it at that that's what I've okay, too. too <laughs> so let's go and have a little break uh, can of Diet Coke and yeah. a cigarette and we will be back with the scores for Big Fun woohoo
1: how do the points look then
0: well yeah, they do fairly well for the uk chart positions because they had quite a few singles out that they did quite well their points they were together for five years their style wasn't it was mainly based around wearing some colored shirts yeah I don't remember anything other style wise so they don't get a massive point for style they didn't play their own instruments I've given them a point for songwriting although they never actually put out or even recorded any of their own songs Mm. and they get a little bit of a score because one of them went on to manage Jerry Halliwell and Lee Ryan I'm not sure how much of their career, they managed them from how successful it was. I mean,
1: but they did it. Jerry it's... did all right. I don't know about Lee. <laughs> what I'm saying
0: is, I don't know. Like, did he manage all of Jerry Hall career it. or maybe a little bit where she wasn't great? Like, yes. I don't quite know how successful a manager they are. I yeah. Okay. Find that. So, they fall in to sixth place on the Ultimate Boyband mm. chart. They're at the bottom. Well, not at the bottom. They Our current chart stands at number one is the Bass City Rollers, number two is the Jonas Brothers, number three is Bross, number four is Human Nature, five LFO, and six Big Fun. And then behind them, just that little ream Assorted. of sorted X Factor Boy bands <laughs> that we did the other week. Yes. So it's not bad. They're in yeah. sixth place. We'll Very see good. how they go up and down. We'll yes. they won't go up, obviously, unless they reform and get extra points for getting back together again. Like fucking Jonas. Yeah we made that happen
1: we might have to do at the end once we've done our three years of 150 boy bands <laughs> then we'll do Jonas again because we'll It'll have be a better longer idea than
0: three years because I feel that there's going to be demand for more drunk episodes oh yeah we've had <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad everyone liked the drunk episodes because I wasn't sure if when we got drunk we'd just be really dull as fuck we mm. might be that person you know you get that person who's like let me t- let me talk to you I've got to talk to you i got to I gotta talk to you you're my best friend yeah yeah you're so Yeah, we weren't that person.
1: (laughs) No, we weren't that
0: person. So that's it's a relief to find out I'm not a really annoying drunk. Yeah, but we have had a positive response, so that is exceptionally good. And we've got to do some more fillers for when we go on tour anyway. Yeah.
1: Oh, and also um, update. I'm getting a full refund on my stay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is that a full refund times four for each of the four rooms you were in? They
1: charged per night. So they offered me a refund for one night, and I went back to them and was like, no.
0: I, <laughs> I had a miserable I time don't
1: accept. both nights so they agreed to refund me the whole stay which was great so thank you very much that hotel i will be coming back to stay with you again sometime <laughs> <laughs> for free
0: i left my laptop charger in the hotel room oh, and rang them and they were like no. yes we've got it it's fine i was like brilliant can you mail it to me because it's going to cost me 100 quid to buy a new one it's not quite 100 quid it's about 70 quid yeah but and they were like yeah yeah so i'm just i'm just going to talk to my, ma- my manager and see how we charge you for that i was like i don't care what you charge me just get it back to me haven't heard from them since oh, had to buy a cheap sake. you know a off brand yes. one off amazon just to get the laptop charged to do oh, my that's big fundraiser so research. annoying
1: that is so. I mean, I'm amazed I didn't leave something behind in one I thought of the rooms. I checked rooms. everything.
0: I'm really good at it, but I think it might be where I kicked the quilt to that side of the bed where I've been charging the laptop. Oh damn it! I Didn't
1: see
0: it. Oh how annoying! But I but I know they've got it. That's the thing. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, we've got it. Is it white?" And I was like, "Yes." Fuckers. Dick. So good. Know, but yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely do that again. We'll do some little bits coming up for tour.
1: Who are we doing next week? It's your turn. I know. Who am I doing next week?
0: <laughs> Who have you written for me to do next week? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel that the time is right to crack into one of Lou, Lou Pearlman's boy bands. Yeah,
1: well, timely as well. Yeah. With the film...
0: So we should definitely have yeah. a look into which one of those we can... Not a biggie yet. I don't want to do all... The, I don't want to fill the top of the charts with all the really big boy bands. No. Because then we're never going to get any movement. Yeah. So it's not going to be Sync, It's not going to be an O-Town. It's not going to be a Backstreet Boys. Correct. So one of the minor players in the Lou Pearlman story.
1: Yeah, we'll see what we can uncover. It might be quite interesting, actually, because we won't be able to find things immediately on them. So...
0: Yeah. Good okay well and that's it don't forget that you can follow us on all our social medias the boy band world cup will Boyband video world cup will go up on our social media i will give links to the videos although you've already seen them all now but the link the playlist for the videos will go up on friday and then the polls are going to go up on saturday normal situation there'll be polls on facebook and instagram and twitter you don't please don't vote across them all it's just so that you can all do it wherever you catch us on social media some of us we, are not on all the social media yeah, so we sides. are on instagram at i'm with the boy band we're twitter at the boy band pod we have a facebook group that you will find by searching i'm with the boy band or it's you, just me because amy hates facebook
1: and you can email us at the boy band pod at gmail.com
0: don't forget the way to get us The minute we come out every Friday is to subscribe to us on whatever app you're using. Get that little subscribe button and we will come flying in with a notification on Friday morning to say, new episode. Um, And that's the best way to find out when we're doing your boy band on the Ultimate Boy Band chart. But don't forget. What are we not forgetting? (laughs) (laughs) But don't forget the Ultimate Boy
1: Band is not the one that necessarily comes at the top of our chart it's
0: the boy band that was there for you when you needed the most and got you from there to here we'll speak to you next week bye credits this week go to google books and uh, europe's stars of 80s dance pop by james arena a little bit of wikipedia and lance bass for his although we've not talked about it Lance Bass's (laughs) Out of Sync* memoir which I'm loving
1: our theme song is Dance With You by Fire and Lights from Songs About a Girl the book trilogy by Chris Russell visit songsaboutagirl.com and thanks to you
0: for listening bye